back here in the JR the Boss Man show. We have a great guest online for you guys from Florida, Gulf Coast, the Eagles, Dunk City, their new coach, 34 out the block, getting it in. Coach Michael Fly, how you doing, Coach? I'm doing good. I appreciate you guys having me on the show today. Yes, indeed. Now, Coach, uh, for you, man, how did it make you feel when the administration for the Florida Gulf Coast after being on the coach duty for so many successful years, decided to make you the head man and lead the Eagles going forward. Well, you know, I was just honored that Dr. Mike Martin and Ken Cavanaugh, our athletic director, you know, showed a lot of faith in me. And obviously, on a 24-hour turnaround, you know, I've told a lot of people, they said, man, how did you interview that quickly? And how did they make that decision? And I said, well, you know, I, I like to think I was interviewing for the seven years prior. And so it's just an honor. You know, obviously, this is a program that that I've made my hometown and and you know where I plan to raise a family and plan to be for a long time so it's a it's an exciting deal when you're a part of building something that you know when I got here from Florida State to be honest with you I had never heard of Florida Gulf Coast and now you know a lot of us a lot of people think it, you know March and tournament time can be Florida Gulf Coast time too and we're going to try to keep that going. Now coach uh, when you was on coach infield staff and coach Dooley staff what, what responsibilities did they give you uh, to help you prepare you to kind of interview on the job all these years so you can be prepared to talk to the president and the administration and show your worth and show, hey, the program was to, was to sustain and possibly go in bigger heights amid the him going forward? Yeah, well, you know, when I came with Coach Enfield, I I'd done uh, I was a video coordinator in the NBA with the Charlotte Bobcats and then did the same thing with Coach Hamilton at Florida State for three years. So I felt prepared to step into an assistant job because I had great preparation and started out as the third assistant here. And coach Enfield was great about really letting me work and recruit. And, you know, I had every third scout and I was overseeing academics and he let me do, you know, a lot of things in the program. And then I was fortunate enough when coach Dooley took the job that he retained me and, and he gave me an even bigger leash and let me really, really work. And, you know, let me recruit a lot of the guys and, and leaned on me and trusted me a lot. So I think anytime you worked under really good people, you know, Coach Bickerstaff in the NBA, Coach Hamilton at Florida State, Coach Enfield and Coach Dooley here, you know, I'm not, I say all the time, I'm not any smarter than anybody else or haven't figured out any better than anybody else. I've just worked for really good people. Now, Coach, you brought up a good point because uh, I'll try to instruct my listeners about how being an assistant is more than just the basketball court. A lot, a lot of you doing a lot of grunt work for the program and if you could coach can you kind of lay out what it's like to be an associate head coach lead assistant the second assistant and what the third assistant does as well because i think this is really good, good to hear that for them to hear kind of how the roles are divided when you're on staff like that yeah it really depends on the head coach and what he's comfortable with but the staff i've always been a part of you know the assistant coaches are usually responsible for every third scout on the schedule so that way you know you're not you're not trying to scout back-to-back games usually not happens sometimes so you do a lot of film work and preparation and then usually you have an academic team so there's three or four guys that you kind of oversee academically that you're checking in with all the time and making sure that they're you know taking their tests when they're supposed to be and at class when they're supposed to be and Obviously, you know, recruiting is a big part of what we do and building relationships and putting the time and effort, you know, with that. And I always just thought that and really took this from Coach Hamilton when I was really young, that, you know, your job as an assistant coach really is simply to make the head coach, you know, look as good as possible and support him as much as you can. And that's always been my thing is, you know, as an assistant, you just want to make sure you're doing everything the head coach wants you to do 
Uh, make sure he's happy with the job you're doing, no matter how big or how small it is. You know, and it's like anything else in life. You, know, you start out as a third assistant, you know, smaller task, and maybe you're not recruiting as much. And maybe you're doing camps and more academics. And then as you grow in your career, you know, you, you start to recruit more and you're responsible maybe for bigger games on the schedule. And so, you know, it's like any other profession. You grow with experience. And, again, if you work for really good people like I have, then, then you grow even quicker. Yes, indeed. And I know Coach Bickerstaff's son, J.J.B., who I'm very close with, has got the job at the Memphis Grizzlies. Did you work with him by any chance? Was he there with you in Charlotte I, when you was when you over there working for him? I did work with J.B., and okay. I have a funny story. I hope you won't mind me sharing this, but I used to – I actually texted with J.B. the other day when he got the job, and I said, congratulations, I'm so happy for you. He said, you too. And J.B. said he actually watched some of my press conference, which was cool. And, we, uh, we still laugh because when I was in Charlotte, I was pretty young. I mean, I think I was 23. I don't remember how old J.B. was, maybe in his late 20s. And He uh, he used to always joke with me because I was an intern, but I was working you know, a lot of hours. And I was always in the film room. And he would always say, here comes Fly, boss of the intern. So when I texted him the other day, I said, we haven't spoken in a while. I said, J.B., really happy for you, excited for you. I put Michael Fly head coach, and boss of the intern. So, J.B.'s a great guy. I'm really, really happy for him. Yeah, man. Yeah, Coach Fly, like, he kept that team together in Memphis. I was, as bad as they played, you know, record-wise, his guys prepared every night. He held them all accountable. So, I'm happy he got the opportunity because I didn't want him just to be the consummate interim head coach everywhere he goes. But then he got, got, got to keep the job and got a chance to build on – Build on things in Memphis. Now, hopefully, that Mike Conley and Chandler Parsons and Mark Gasol can hang on for their life one more year for him. But it's like, but I'm just happy he has the opportunity to be the head man, lead, lead, lead that team going forward. Yeah, I'm excited for him. He did an unbelievable job when I was in Charlotte with him of getting the players better daily, and he did an unbelievable job in preparation. And I've always thought, you know, in this business, your players know that you care about them as human beings and as people, you know, off the court they're willing to do anything for you on the court. And JB had unbelievable relationships with the guys. He had a great ability to connect with them as people. But then as soon as they stepped on the court, you know, they had an unbelievable amount of respect for him and how professional he was and, and how much he knew his craft. So he's been a, been a mentor of mine and somebody that I really enjoyed working with when I was younger. Yes, indeed, folks. That Michael Fly on the Boston Show with me here. People talking about Florida Glove Coast and JB Biggestaff, one of our sh- friends of the show here. Now, Coach, uh, for you, What's going to be your biggest adjustment, man, moving up there that way at one seat to the head man position? Like, is it all the meetings? Is it, is it handling the recruits? How to set up your whole staff? So what's been a big adjustment for you so far as you stepped up there at one chair to be the head man here? You know, it's funny. When you're an assistant coach, you always think that, you know, you know how it's going to go when you're a head coach and, you know, you got it all planned out. And I had this great plan of, you know, I'm going to recruit so much as a head coach that, I'll outwork everybody else and all this. And then you get into the job and you say, well, I also have to schedule the games and go speak to the boosters and, and check on all the players. And, you know, so it's, it's funny, you know, sometimes you don't realize how much is involved with your boss, you know? And so I think it's, it's not a huge adjustment from a standpoint of I'm doing the same things I was doing before. It's just now, instead of me going to somebody and saying, Hey, is it okay if I do this? Hey, what do you think about this? You know, can we offer this kid? You know, what did you think when you saw him? You know, you're just making those decisions on your own, which in some ways is easier, but you also have an appreciation for how much 
have to think about as a head coach. And, and I'll give you an example. I've always been a night out up till two or three in the morning. You know, I work better at that time. I can retain stuff from a film standpoint better at that time. And, you know, I've always gotten up, you know, seven, eight, maybe nine sometimes just because, you know, I'd be up late. And I woke up this morning, I think my alarm was set for six, and I woke up at five just because, you know, I was thinking about all this stuff that I need to do. And so it's been a, a mental adjustment just because, again, you're trying to plan out every facet of the program versus just your role as an assistant, which when I was an assistant, you know, I was doing a little bit of everything, but recruiting was really what I spent most of my time and effort on. Coach, I understand your feeling. That's how I feel in 2014 when I went from a co-host to being the main host. I kind of put the same exact way. Oh, Change yeah. things a little bit. Yeah, I, I got this. Yeah, yeah. Then I realized, okay, I got to call sponsors. I got to meet with the program directors. I got to call affiliates. I got to meet with staff. It was like, I thought, hell, I'm, I'm the co-host. I just show up and do the show. But now I got to do, do everything. So I coach. I feel you. I just how I felt in 2014 when I finally got, when I got, got to this show gig as the main host of this show here. Totally understand that. Now, Coach, now, I know Gulf Coast has been known for getting transfers, JUCO guys, high school freshmen, and international players from time to time. Is that a formula you're going to keep kind of, kind of mixture of all four of those different ways to get players, or are you going to more focus on the high school base and build the building from scratch like that, or kind of keep the same formula you've, y'all have had going for a while there down there? Well, you know, again, I was fortunate. I mean, I had a, a lot of um, a heavy hand, if you will, in the recruiting that we were doing before. So obviously a lot of the success we had, I'm going to continue to, to kind of go with that formula. Um, that being said, you know, we're going to recruit the best players and the best fit for us culturally. And sometimes that's a transfer that, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the transfers we've gotten are kids that we recruited in high school that, you know, maybe they go out of the state of Florida and, and miss being close to their family, or maybe it wasn't quite what they thought it was going to be wherever they might go and, want to come home and then you know we signed some very good high school players that had high major opportunities and and you know quote unquote bigger schools looking at them that realize what a special opportunity this this is and we've had a few junior college guys you know here and there same thing there try to make sure you take guys that are right culturally and and you know want to represent the program the right way but the biggest thing with us is always let's get the best players we can get that also want to be a Florida Gulf Coast. And I think, you know, sometimes you learn as you're a younger assistant, it's not always just about assembling the absolute best talent you can get. You know, that the talent also has to fit and the talent has to believe in, in the goal and the mission of your program. So we'll, we'll continue to do a lot of the things that have gotten us to where we are, but I think also everybody coaches to their personality and recruits to their personality. And that's going to be one thing that, that I really focus on is recruiting smaller numbers and really getting to know guys, you know, personally and knowing what they're like on the court, off the court, what they want to do when they finish playing, you know, making sure that relationship is so strong that it's a successful situation for everybody, you know, for the, the remainder of their time in college and in our program. Now, Coach, are you get out on the floor with your guys? I know you got to, you get two hours a week. Now, are you guys still working out or is school out or is the plan to get everybody back in the summertime and kind of work on your system, what you want to instill going forward? Yeah, we got on the floor with them for about two weeks um, after I was named head coach. And, you know, you can only work with them two hours a, a week at this point in the year. So we started to, you know, do some things different. And I felt everybody, you know, when you win 
six league titles in seven years, you know, you don't want to mess with the formula too much. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we're going to do some things that fit my personality and my, my style of play. And then obviously also part of that will be dictated by the roster. And, and we're still working on recruiting some guys even now. And, you know, part of it, you got to adjust to the talent that you've got and the strengths and weaknesses of your guys. So, yeah, we got on the court for about two weeks, uh, did a lot of different things, did some of the things we were doing before. But, again, you know, I think you got to do what fits you. And, and we loosened up a little bit, played some music while we were working out, really worked on spacing the court and, and getting back to a little bit of playing, you know, athletically. And, and I told our guys at one point, I said, hey, you know, we've been playing a little more on the ground in the past couple of years. You need to get used to playing in the air again. But we worked a lot on ball screens and throwing lobs and, really spacing the court so the guys enjoyed it really bought into it uh, again coach Dooley did a tremendous job while he was here so I don't want to change too much but you know we're going to do some things differently that I think uh, will fit the way I want to play now, so would you kind of say coach maybe the Golden State Warriors style of play of that uh, can be five or four out spacing passing cutting bat screens flex cuts are off the ball kind of that, that, that fake pick and roll and kind of it's kind of right. what you envision of playing kind of watching a lot of tape of those guys because i feel like the way they play basketball is so beautiful to watch because it's movement they can have a fast break without a dribble which you rather see anymore they can even go off a secondary break and get a get a basket right you know even on primary break they need a basket without jumping the basketball that's something that's missing in the day's game somebody wants to pound 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 rather than pass the ball because the ball's energy they just want to throw it down the court and move it out before the defender even gets hit well you know i think i say this all the time about style of play you know if if i can run out uh kevin durant steph curry and clay thompson draymond green i think i can play that style but uh <laughs> yeah we our, our biggest rules you know for me as a head coach and again everybody's different but my biggest thing is going to be that our guys play with a ton of confidence, that they're not worried about making mistakes. You know, I've told them, you don't ever need to look at the bench. You know, I want you to play through mistakes, and I want you to make plays based on instincts. I don't want you to – I don't want them – you know, I love our guys. I think we have very intelligent guys, but I don't want them out there doing a math equation on the court. I want them out there playing and, and playing on their instincts. And so we've talked a lot about, you know, freedom. We've talked a lot about spacing. Uh, talked a lot about playing with a, a confidence that, you know, I'm going to let them go and make plays, but I see them making practice. And my biggest rules are going to be you play hard, you play together, and the open guy shoots the ball. And I think if you do that, you know, it's a success to, to win a lot of games, and it's all, also a style of play that I think people enjoy watching. And I hope that uh, really good players like to play it. And also, Coach, uh, non-conference scheduling-wise, I know it's probably done for you for next year. Are you going to kind of keep the same formula? Because, I, I, like I said, I know you guys have a hard time getting people to play you because you've been so good. And, and, and the brand you have, it's hard to get guys going to come down to Fort Myers and play you guys. So you think that you'll be able to kind of tweak the non-conference schedule, maybe get less guaranteed games or, or buying or people buy to play you guys or having to go travel two for one so much or just be on the road so much in November and December? Think you get some guys to come down there and play you guys finally? You know, it's funny you say that. I've been on scheduling calls all day, and I'm actually looking at a calendar right now. So feel free to put the word out. I would love to talk to a lot of people about playing and about scheduling. But yeah, we're fortunate in that we got to play a ton of guarantee games here, um, and we actually haven't done any two for one since I've been here um, on staff in the last seven years. So we're fortunate from that standpoint. But yeah, it, it can be challenging. I was actually just on the phone with somebody, and 
the guy said, hey, Fly, you know, I know you're talking about you guys are going to be young and, you know, you lost the player of the year in the league. And he started laughing. He said, nobody wants to hear that. <laughs> and so, you know, he was just saying, we know you guys are going to be good. You probably got a few guys stashed away that we don't know about. So, you know, I told everybody, you know, we got to, we got to, you know, try to find good teams to play that, you know, are going to challenge us and get us ready for league play because, you know, it's the reality of the situation in our league and in a lot of leagues in the country. And it's a, it's a very competitive league. It's a very good league. You know, but at this point, it's a one-bid league. And so everything you do needs to be structured and scheduling especially to get ready for conference play and then get ready for those three games in March. So we will uh, – you know, I'm looking right now at, at trying to figure out, you know, what when to play on the road versus at home and making sure that we are going to have some younger guys next year who I am going to give confidence and allow them to make plays as freshmen even. But – you know, you don't want to go on the road and, and play, you know, four games in a row with, with younger guys especially. So it's just trying to figure out, you know, hey, what, what makes the most sense for us? What opponents, like you said, will play us first of all? And then who's going to prepare us uh, as well as we can be prepared for league play? And last one I got for you, this coach, is uh, are there any rules you want to see the committee maybe change or tweak to make the game a little bit better? For me personally, Coach, I want to see the ball advance in the, in the second half like the NBA does. Mm-hmm. I love to see mm-hmm. the, four, the four quarters, maybe making the three-point line a little bit farther out and increase more spacing. So are there some things that you want to maybe see the committee look at or are you good the way it is or are you, you kind of wish they would make, maybe make the game a little bit more freer movement with the spacing? So let's talk a little bit, Coach, is there anything you want to see the committee maybe tweak rules-wise, make the game a little bit better for people, for people to watch who are not fans like you or I? Yeah, you know, the only two things, and obviously, you know, I don't want to become too much of an expert too early, you know, but uh, the only things from a rule standpoint uh, for me, I, I agree with you on the four quarters. You know, I've, I've often said we're the only organized basketball, you know, I don't want to say the league, but organization, for lack of a better word, with the NCAA that does not play four quarters. You know, you play four quarters in high school, then you come to college, and now you're playing two halves, and then you go back to playing four quarters if you're if you're fortunate enough to be a professional. Um, so that's something that, yeah, I agree with you. I think that um, could maybe be changed at some point just to be a little more uniform and, and hopefully you know prepare guys a little more, either whether it's a transition from high school to college or transition from college uh, to the pro game. And then the only other thing, you know, and, and I got my start background in the NBA, but the one other thing that's always been a little frustrating to me about college, it's a little different than, than the NBA, is you know only having five team fouls. I think sometimes officials dictate games a little too much in college, and I don't even think they mean to. They're just making the calls that they see. But with only five fouls, you know, I've often said, how often do you go to a Cleveland Cavaliers game and LeBron James sits out the whole first half with three fouls? You know, you don't see that. And so that that would be my only other rules change is you know, I have no problem with calling the right calls and and uh, you know making sure that officials call the game the way they see the game. But it, it is very difficult for me when I see you know somebody's best player sitting down for the entire first half with two fouls four minutes into the game. So I think you know those are two things that could maybe be tweaked and and would be interesting to look at. But as you know, anytime you make a suggestion, there's there's a lot of people that all study say and. So I'm sure there's lots of studies on why to do that or why not to. So yep. those would just be two things for me that, that I've always kind of thought about. 
you got there, right, Coach? Well, Coach Flotte was been great to have you have you on the show, man. Look forward to seeing you when you guys play Kennesaw. Or if you're going to try recruiting, give me a holler. Love to have you in studio here with us in here in downtown Atlanta. Come in here, turn on our live stream. People can see you. You and you and the fans can see you here with us in studio here, man. Hey, we'd love to do that. Anytime you want us on, we'd love to come on. I'd love to be a part of what you're doing. Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academicsandathletics.com consulting.com once again www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach T Wheel 24 or Instagram Travis L Williams 24 or you can call me at 404-542-607 once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Boss Man Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. For all your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at BlueberryProductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Fantasy football season is fast approaching, and if you're looking for an edge this season, you need to contact the guys at Draft Day Consultants. The concept is a simple one. Draft Day Consultants takes your requests and connects you with one of their trusted analysts, who then guide you through your draft, whether you just need a sounding board on decisions, or if you need them to conduct your entire draft. Draft Day Consultants has you covered. Every one of their consultants has a proven track record of success, and have conducted hundreds, even thousands of mock drafts. Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers. A gorgeous tan from Suntan City gives you an inner glow that relights the fire when you run into your first crush. Vicky, who is that? An old boyfriend. Lucky you just tanned at Suntan City. Lucky he's single. We're doing lunch tomorrow. Won't be single for long then. During Tour of the City, try all five tans, including spray tan for just $4.99. Restrictions may apply. Click to buy now. Suntan City, let yourself shine. 
hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grinding NC, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to do two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, illstreetrex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today. True Speech and 313 Fresh. Family Grind ENT. Believe in it. Get it. Yeah, yeah. It's your man, JC, the host with the most, baby. And it goes down each and every Saturday night right here in the city of Memphis. That's right, y'all. It goes down at Clicks Sports Bar Memphis, baby. 3705 Malco Way, Memphis, Tennessee, 38125. Come out and join us, the Three Kings, each and every Saturday night for the liveest karaoke in the city. Everybody gets in free till 10 p.m., only $5 after. Great food. We got drink specials. We got all kind of games, man. We got the pool tables popping. Whatever you want, we got you, man. Come on out. Have a good time with us each and every Saturday night. That's Clicks Sports Bar, Memphis. Stevie wanted to do the pop-up parties, um, but um, 
young jock was having his doubts about Stevie's pop-up parties. He was pretty much thinking that it's not a good idea. And he thinks that Jock was thinking that Stevie diving in head first isn't a solid idea. And he also asked him if he has all his ducks in a row and if he's good with a possible flop. But Stevie J is like, there's not going to be a flop. And also Stevie J, I guess because uh, he wants to be all extravagant, he wants to send out invitations for the pop-up parties. Um, they met with a designer to create this extravagant, fun look. The designer's name was Leslie, but as Jock and Stevie were trying to describe it, so she just wasn't picking up on what they were throwing down. Uh, so she suggests that they do that they bling the invites out, um, but Jock and Stevie both shut that idea down. So that was uh, that was left from there. Leslie left them to figure it out, and uh, also Stevie allegedly got a 20-year-old pregnant, as if he doesn't have enough kids as it is. So, yes. Now, this is allegedly. Yeah, keyword, allegedly. <laughs> right. So, nobody ain't coming back on me and saying, well, Jay's a falsely accusing me. Oh, no, this is allegedly. That's what's out there, is that he allegedly got this uh, this 20-year-old woman pregnant. I'm like, did you just have a baby? <laughs> like, the not that guy. long ago. The good guy. The good guy. Giving him the beefcake. I mean, my gosh, and it's all with different people. I can't understand it, but hey, you know, different strokes, different folks. I'm not judging, but uh, yeah, you know. Yes. Next one, basketball wise, season seven, and that is premiering on Monday, May 14th at 9 p.m. The new season. And the cast that has returned is, of course, Shawnee O'Neal. She's pretty much on, like, every season. Jennifer Williams is back. Malaysia Pargo, Jackie Christie, and Tammy Roman. And there's also going to be some new faces. Malaysia had revealed to OK Magazine what we can expect from her this season. And she said, whenever you get a group of strong, bullheaded women together, it's going to be some type of drama. It's not going to be a kumbaya moment. But she also said that they are a sisterhood, just a dysfunctional sisterhood. And fans can also expect to see her more assertive and non-biased. And she's also not happy about her BFF Brandy not being part of the cast this season. And there's expect there to be a lot of drama on Basketball Live. So remember, Basketball Live Season 7 is premiering Monday, May 14th at 10 p.m. No, but yeah, she's kind of hot about Brandy not being on there this season. Are any of them all of them Majority of them are exes right now. Majority of them are not currently married. Majority of them are exes, which is kind of funny how they call them basketball wives. Because I'm like, most of y'all ain't even married, so, but so ex- okay. Ex wives or the ex wives of basketball? <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, really, uh, producers at VH1. What's your deal? <laughs> what's your deal? <laughs> like this is this is false advertising. These are not quote wives. They're like side pieces, baby mamas, you know, Tristan Thompsons. That's what they are. <laughs> Kardashianites. What is this crap you're trying to sell? Trying to sell me this? See, this is why I don't watch this crap, Jay, because on the face of it, it's already false. It's already a false narrative because we've just confirmed we're just right here on the Boston Show in, in, in 30 seconds. Most of these women ain't even wives. It's a 
Jack, now, right, that is correct. Jack, Jackie is a wife because she got her man on lock. His beefcake is like in like like, like, like a deck of, like a trinket box or something. Like she got that him a leash on that dude. <laughs> Doug Chris is a weird cat. I remember he didn't even play with Orlando Magic. He'd be doing his sign his wife all the time. Wife. Wife. She got him. She got that man whipped. You know, he's P-whipped, people. I ain't going to say the word because the FCC, but he's P-whipped. Y'all know Y'all insert the P-word. He's whipped. But, yeah, basketball ex-wives from the VH1 started after Lovey Hobble Atlanta featuring my guy, Stevie J, and an alleged non-manager. But I ain't gonna talk about that person. That's on you, Jay. Oh goodness! <laughs> and actually, that's what uh, my next topic is. Actually, love and hip hop Atlanta. Bambi's pregnant. Wow. Uh, she's expecting her first child with Lil Scrappy, and she's fi- about five months along. Wow. The bam. And got a good <laughs> Piers Naive. Mama D's boy. And Scrappy had actually asked Mama D to keep it a secret until he revealed the news to the rest of the cast, but she accidentally let it slip while she was out with Rashida and the rest of their co-stars. She cannot keep a secret, can she? No, she can't. No secret safe for her. At least she keeps me upset with her. And also on the episode of Check Yourself, Jess Brittany is confused whose side Keely is on. Keely explains that Jess Brittany has a temper problem, as if half of them don't, but okay. And Jess Brittany and Sierra are over everybody else's drama. They both have been beefing with just about everyone in Atlanta. And Brittany has been beefing with Escalita, Erica, and Keely because she refuses to sign CBJ's contract. And nearly the entire cast is not here for Keely either. After watching scenes from Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, because her comments about Sierra were seriously misguided, Keely uh, gave her two cents about proper quote proper support from Shooter's wife. Ribs uh, Tokyo, the it actually rubs Tokyo the wrong way. And apparently, even though Keely is friends with Sierra, she doesn't even care. Like she has no respect. She even hooked up Shooter with another woman. Which Carly read, she believes that is foul, which I believe is foul too. Like, wait, you're somebody's friend, but you're hooking up their husband with somebody else? You wrong. You wrong. Messy, wrong. messy, messy. Wrong. <laughs> so Keely said in her defense, quote, why don't y'all grow up and stand on your own two feet? What does that have to do with it? <laughs> what does this have what to do with that? What kind of take is that? That's a terrible take. Like, right. What kind, of, what kind of take is that? Really? <laughs> hey, that's your take, Keely? Really? How to stand up on your own so it has to do with you being messy, setting up the, uh, your alleged friend's supposed husband with another woman, and you being messy? I just don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't get it either. It's like, either you're her friend or you're not her friend. And even if you're just an associate, I still think it's foul to when you know somebody is married. You know that, and then you go up to their husband and have anything to do with the husband sliding out on the wife. I think it's foul if you already know the wife, whether you're personally friends with her or not. And she's friends with her? Oh, man. That's double different right there. That's like double foul. Terrible. And, of course, Tommy Lee was officially charged for beating up a mall employee earlier this year. She was charged with battery with substantial harm. She has an upcoming hearing where two separate issues will be addressed, including the fight at the mall and the 2016 DUI case. 
and that's pretty much all for Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. I tell you what, my my girl Tommy Lee, uh, I see her around her way. She's just too much. She is just too combustible for me. You know, like I say, for me, Love and Hip Hop Atlanta is <laughs> like I see these people out and about. I don't associate right. with them like that because first of all, I don't, don't want to be on camera, or I don't want to have gossip around me or those other blogs that hang around here. TMZ South, I still I don't look around me. So, yeah, look at my lens. I don't watch it, but I, I know enough about the periphery of it. It's like, wow, really? But yeah, it's messed up. Well, folks, that is this week's rally report. Check it out. BossRadioShow.com. Every week on the Boss Man Show, Jay Monique Grand, you the reality report. Check out her website, Reality Intercepted. She's intercepting the reality, bringing your jabroni candy ass for your consumption. Hope you enjoy it, jabronis. <laughs> this is this was the Boss Man and Jay Reality Report. Have good takes and do not say something that you don't want to get clowned for. Because if you we catch one of it, Ask you what's your deal. Alright? <laughs> Folks, reality report, we out! Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academicsandathletics.com consulting.com once again www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24 or you can call me at 404-542-607 once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. For all your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at BlueberryProductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Fantasy football season is fast approaching, and if you're looking for an edge this season, you need to contact the guys at Draft Day Consultants. The concept is a simple one. Draft Day Consultants takes your requests and connects you with one of their trusted analysts, who then guide you through your draft. Whether you just need a sounding board on decisions, 
or if you need them to conduct your entire draft, Draft Day Consultants has you covered. Every one of their consultants has a proven track record of success and have conducted hundreds, even thousands of mock drafts. Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers. A gorgeous tan from Suntan City gives you an inner glow that relights the fire when you run into your first crush. Vicky, who is that? An old boyfriend. Lucky you just tanned at Suntan City. Lucky he's single. We're doing lunch tomorrow. Won't be single for long then. During Tour of the City, try all five tans, including spray tan for just $4.99. Restrictions may apply. Click to buy now. Hip hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grinding NC, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, IllStreetRex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today. True Speech and 313 Fresh, Family Grind ENT. Believe in it. Get it. Yeah, yeah, it's your man, JC, the host with the most, baby. And it goes down each and every Saturday night right here in the city of Memphis. That's right, y'all. It goes down at Clicks Sports Bar Memphis, baby. 3705 Malco Way, Memphis, Tennessee, 38125. Come out and join us, the Three Kings, each and every Saturday night for the liveest karaoke in the city. Everybody gets in free till 10 p.m., only $5 after. Great food. We got drink specials. We got all kind of games, man. We got the pool tables popping. Whatever you want, we got you, man. Come on out. Have a good time with us each and every Saturday night. That's Clicks Sports Bar, Memphis. the boss report i uh basically at this point jr i think i'm, I'm really gonna be focusing in on my uh on on the way that the story is presented to me yes indeed we got some wording in this this, this next batch i'm really throw your mind off my brother so we gonna jump into it right this folks you've been waiting on it it's time for it it's here boss report Alright, John, what story is John? We got this. Playground pals, Black China's thumb sucking ex boyfriend was seen rubbing his no good ringworm on the Catch Me Outside girl who has got a reality TV show and nobody knows why. <laughs> the Catch Me Outside girl. <laughs> yes. Like, uh, that. 
Talk about a life that went tragically wrong, right? The catch me outside, girl. Mm-mm-mm. Didn't she get caught outside? Like somebody whooped her? Yes, she did. Oh man. And then now she's got a reality TV show that, and like, <laughs> like the headline says, and nobody knows why. Nobody knows why. <laughs> If we go back, like, one of these days, we're going to have to do a show on a Where Are They Now from, like, internet fame. Like, where people got fame from YouTube or social media or whatever, and just do, like, a Where Are They Now. We're going to have to. This stuff is out of control. Right that, could be, that could be a good, a good, good segment there. <clears throat> yes, indeed. We got this, John. We got Flaming Idiot. We got this uh, co-ed claim that Waka Flocka Flame... Dirt- Dirty dog and his girl Tammy with with a sorority chick on their campus doing a quote co-ed step show, which he performed in. So he was performing on a college campus. Yes, at a co-ed step show, and allegedly got down on the sorority chicks due to her quote large natural hair. So okay, so ain't nothing wrong with that, right? But he's married. Hip hop star, that's the problem. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, was he in a different zip code? Uh, no, he's from Georgia. Oh. <laughs> I tried to give him the zip code pass. Like, he's, if you're in a different zip code or a different state, uh, it doesn't count. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Says, like, the, the rules that were made up by dudes. <laughs> Dude, if you're, if you're in a different state, it's not cheating. <laughs> exactly. Oh man, we got this. Uh, we got Florida crazies. We got hot-headed heifer. Dawson boyfriend with hot grease. Set him on fire with a blower torch after he continuously fired off rounds of gas while he slept at night. <laughs> did it say like? Did I miss where the blowtorch happened? Like where did on the body did you blowtorch him? Everywhere. <laughs> I thought maybe she like kept it towards the butt. Like <laughs> <laughs> that could be very flammable. Oh, I don't know, man. Like I can't. What's the best way to put this? Um, when you're sleeping, you don't have control over that. It's not like he's doing it on purpose, right? <laughs> it's just you're sleeping. Like you're just cracking them off. You know. I don't know what to tell you, but that, that is an overreaction, JR. That's what I'm saying. It's an overreaction. He's not doing it on purpose. Exactly. Like, when I'm asleep, it's people tell me I snore when I sleep. I don't know where I'm asleep. Like, when I'm asleep, I'm asleep. I have no control of what I'm doing when I'm asleep. Right. I, I, I snore like a bear, dude. When I sleep, I snore like a bear. But so, I, can't, I can't, nothing I can do about it. Exactly. Like, so, I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> Here we go. We got this lick set, lick set, lick set. What? Oh, Jewel Santana is happy to be out of jail after he got caught with a pistol in the airport. Thinking he'll go home and French kiss and French lick his girl Kim Bella's feet and booty. <laughs> Dude, I. Whenever you, you like, if you bring a loaded weapon or even just a weapon to an airport, you should just be very thankful that you're not, like, you're out of trouble, so to speak. Like, you're not incarcerated anymore because they do not mess around with that stuff. Not at all. Not at all. And 
get this. Vince Staples calls R. Kelly and a PP, an illiterate child molester, in the interview saying, quote, he has behind his music. No, that trapped in the closet. R. Kelly's been trapped in the closet. He's just a weird man, a singer who loves to pee and pray on the youth and, and ill-regarded souls of women. Um, I mean, I, I would say that that's all accurate, right? <laughs> I would say so. I mean, you may have been able to put it a little bit more delicately, but that's all pretty much true, so. <laughs> exactly. Take take offense with it if you will, but he basically just called you on your BS. Yes, he did. Kales, Vince called you out for your shenanigans, sir. All day long. And we got this. Finding love in an irrelevant place. Twitter seems to think Tiger is now pounding Iggy Azalea's kangaroo pouch of smithereens and jokes of flying. <laughs> kangaroo pouch. <laughs> because he's an Australian? Yes. So wait a minute. Australian vagina is called a kangaroo, kangaroo pouch. pouch? Yes. No, <laughs> I didn't know that. How long has that been around? Is that is that just this story or is that a thing? For the last two or three years. Oh my god, did I miss that one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I lost I lost it on that one. <laughs> I was totally unaware that that was a thing. Oh. Okay. <laughs> sorry. You and I are going to have to go. You're going to have to update me on a couple things. I sure will. <laughs> I don't know why you know, I find that so funny, but it is. Yeah, kangaroo pals, yeah. <laughs> okay. I lost track of that story. So. <laughs> Basically, Tiger is, is, is pounding her at kangaroo pals with the ring, pretty much. Is, it, is he doing it, or are they just saying that he's doing no, it? No, he is doing it. <laughs> he went from he went from Kylie, Kylie Jenner to now Big Gazelle. That's a severe drop-off. Right? Very much so. Although, didn't Iggy put a fake butt in? She sure did. So maybe, I don't know, maybe that's, maybe that's worth it? I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? I'd have to see. It's hard to tell because, like, there's so much, like, makeup and Photoshop involved and all this stuff when you see these pictures of these, these women. I, I tend to think that Kylie Jenner is probably, like, more naturally beautiful than Iggy Azalea. Would you disagree with that or not? I, I agree with you. Okay, because there's a lot of like a lot of photoshopping things going on out there. I'm with you. I am so with you, my good brother. And we got this. WNBA's Candace Parker has to pay four hundred thousand dollars an hour to her loser ex NBAer Sheldon Williams after their divorce proceedings. How much does she have to pay? Four hundred thousand alimony to him. Four hundred thousand? Yes. <laughs> you don't hear that every day. You sure don't. I mean, I I bet you can count the amount of dudes that are getting four hundred thousand dollars worth of alimony out of their wife on one hand. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh man, that's rough. Um, I wonder why that is. That she must have done something, huh? I don't. I don't know the details of the story, but it's just it was filed in Fulton County Court in Atlanta. So. Yeah, I mean that's. I'm not obviously going to spend the time to do this, but that would be one to I would be curious to know what the reasoning is behind that because it is unusual that a man would be getting alimony from a woman. So something must have happened. You got there right. Something definitely happened <laughs> for sure. And we got this. We got Florida Brazies. Please arrest a drunken and belligerent gentleman who would only identify himself as quote K 
Captain D head. <laughs> I will only identify. Sir, will you please identify yourself? Uh, yes. I am Captain D head. <laughs> no, sir, you're, you're a true identity. Oh, are you calling me a liar? Captain D head. That's my name. <laughs> Do you want a lawyer, sir? No, I'm Captain D head. Don't need anything from you. I'm Captain Dhead. <laughs> you want a bail, sir? No, I'm Captain Dhead. Uh, he was on Meth and Flocker. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> and the final story is this right here. We got this. We got uh, if you care, thought liquor, Tristan Thompson missing the playoffs and blocked from a true happy home. By the Kardashian clan who probably let him see his own daughter while due to his dirty dog and ways. Oh yeah, I kinda I kinda stopped following that scenario. So he's benched in the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. And they're basically telling him to beat it as far as the Kardashians are concerned. Yes, you can't see his daughter beat it. That's terrible, man. I mean I mean that's to be expected, I guess, but you know, with what he did, but that's just, that sucks. He can't see, no matter what, I mean, no matter what's going on between the parents, I, I honestly think that he should, that they should at least let him see his newborn daughter. I mean, that's, to me, is, is not appropriate. Like, let him see the, the child, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's no, there's no, there's no, there's no, there's no cause for that. I would ask terrible by the Kardashian in that regard, for sure. Yeah. John, it's in this report. What is your take on this report, brother? I, I, I still can't get over the. <laughs> what is it? What, the, what is the Australian vagina referred to as again? Kangaroo, kangaroo pouch. pouch. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I didn't know that. Like, <laughs> yes, it's called kangaroo pouch. Yes. Oh my god, dude! Are there any other ones that I'm missing out on? I can tell you off the air. Dan Struer told me wait, 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 what that is in German. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely if Dennis Schroeder told you it's definitely got to be off air <laughs> exactly yes it is there's no doubt about that yes, if we're indeed. repeating if we're repeating Schroeder stories they absolutely have to be off air <laughs> you got that right oh <laughs> uh, okay great I look forward to hearing that sorry people sorry listeners I'll try to slip it in someday if I can but I doubt it's doubtful if it's coming from Schroeder odds, odds are it ain't making it into the air not happening, people. Not happening. There's a reason they won't let him come on the show with us. He'll be bae, he'll be fine. And that's it. <laughs> he'll be fine on site. Don't talk to us about what he's going to say. If there's less than a zero filter, that's what Dennis says. Zero. Whatever's less than zero, that's what his filter is set at. Exactly. You better believe that. Dan Schroeder was the funniest guy I know from Europe. Funniest European guy I know from Europe. No hands down, no doubt. Well, folks, it's J.R. John, Boss Man Show, Boss Report. And if you don't know, now you know, you know.
Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404-542-607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. A gorgeous tan from Suntan City gives you an inner glow that relights the fire when you run into your first crush. Vicky, who is that? An old boyfriend. Lucky you just tanned at Suntan City. Lucky he's single. We're doing lunch tomorrow. Won't be single for long then. During Tour of the City, try all five tans, including spray tan, for just $4.99. Restrictions may apply. Click to buy now. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. Today, we have from Family Grind ENC, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, illstreetrex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech, and 313 Fresh, Family Grind ENT. Believe in it, get it.